This, this is the Porpoise Pod. Porpoise Pod. It's a podcast with a purpose. All dolphins, all the time. Touchdown! Now, here's your host, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solana. Ah, Porpoise Pod, a celebratory Porpoise Pod. Get your blowholes ready, ladies and gentlemen. I got no more Porpoise Pods we won. Week Woo-hoo. one victory, Solana. It is exciting to get to this. I hate that Patriots team. I hate Bill Belichick. I hate Boston, and I love them sad. Eat it, Bill. Just, just, I, good. I'm glad you got to come down here for your cutesy-wootsy little vacation. We know you weren't down here to get extra training. I don't know what you were here. Maybe you had your little reflector there. Goop on your nose. You were hanging out with a uh, goop on your nose, hanging out with Bon Jovi. Who cares? Doesn't matter. You, you were, you were practicing them at, at some third rate college up in West Palm beach. Cause you're going to get an edge. I, I mean, it's just a, just a delight. Can't even hold on to the football. You idiot. Racking up the Marriott Bonvoy points is all they were doing. Tobin. That's it. That's the only thing Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. And apparently Mike Tyson were doing racking up the, uh, the hotel points for their extended vacation come week 17. Dude. I don't understand what the hell is going on with Mike Tyson. I don't know really what's going on with the stage of Mike Tyson's life. Like it seemed like it was kind of going good there for a little bit. And he was like boxing Roy Jones and he was back in the gym. And now it's just like, he's punching people on planes. He is holding hands with Robert Kraft at a football game. I'm very confused with iron Mike, but that's for another podcast. I, you know, uh, to delve into the future or, or present of Mike Tyson. They were definitely on a shroom trip together, right? Like Robert Kraft didn't even realize it was a football game. They were just tripping on shrooms and they were just having a moment together. Can I just say, as an aside, I was watching today in the lead up to this, I was watching Fox pregame because CBS stinks. Um, and Aaron, Aaron Andrews was interviewing Aaron Rodgers about ayahuasca. And I'm just like, this is cool. We can just ask him about tripping on ayahuasca. Like, aren't kids watching? I'm not to be not to be a prude. Like, I, you know, I'm not to say like the Tobins don't delve into some weekend fun and shenanigans. But I do also have two children, and I'd be like, I'm just we're just cool asking hippie Aaron Rodgers about his ayahuasca tripping. Yeah, I, I, all of a sudden, Fox on NFL turned into the History Channel and uh, or the Discovery Channel, like. I don't know what's going on here where all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is like the face of drugs in the NFL. And there's a bunch of guys who got suspended and fined for weed who are probably like, what the, what the hell? Like, how, how did this happen? I've never seen this. She's like, oh, so Aaron, tell me, you, uh, how did this ayahuasca help you? I'm like, hey, Aaron, first of all, there was also some hippie music going. It was like in the background to add to the ayahuasca chat that was going on here it's like dude this is not the joe rogan experience why is this why is this going on right now in the pregame i don't know why i went on this tangent but it's just like yeah we're just cool talking about tripping on shrooms now on uh, on fox before the game but it felt like a shroom trip because the dolphins offense was exciting and Jalen waddle is super fast and mike mcdaniel has gigantic balls that's just what it comes down to uh he he on fourth down at halftime, wheeling down, we're like, huh, going to learn a little something about Mike McDaniel here. It's like, all right, uh, Archuleta, who was just awful on the broadcast today. He's like, I don't know if I'd go with this one, Greg. Oh, you wouldn't? Arch, shill, bullet, right to Jalen Waddle, super fast for the touchdown. 42 yards right down your blowhole, Arch. 
Yeah, take that arch. <laughs> oh, it doesn't it doesn't doesn't jive up there, Arch, with your with your thoughts on how you would coach it. I guess that's why you're call you're talking calling games next to the the second rate gumble. I don't know what to tell you, dude. But it was uh, it was a fun day. It's always good beating that team. Mac Jones, pfft, come on, dude. What are we doing here? I mean, they they, they absolutely stuffed him in a locker and, and took his lunch money. Just everything was great with this defense continuing to show up, dude. Between Xavier and Howard, eh, was he a little grabby? The great ones grab. That's what they say. I don't know if you know that's a lot of the great ones grab. Deflection to Javon Holland, and you're like, boom. NFTF is back, dude. Knows for the football. Turnovers are here to stay because that's what this Dolphins team does, and it was a delight to see. Yeah, this uh, this Dolphins defense did what this Dolphins defense is supposed to do. Three takeaways. Some uh, unsung heroes today. Cater Kohu, Brandon Jones played big, and then you know the regulars, Tobin, the Xavier Howards, the Javon Hollins, our guy Zach Sealer. It was uh, it was a showing from the Dolphins defense. I think a couple pods ago. We mentioned, like, is Josh Boyer going to fill the void of flow? Is everything going to be cohesive on the defensive unit? Is there anything to worry about? Eh, let's put those to bed. Even though it's Mac Jones, even though it's McCorkle and Bill Belichick and this Patriots defense or this Patriots offense isn't great, this Patriots team isn't great. They're not. I, 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 think, I think it's safe to say we've got our defense back. And even McDaniel said it, like, this is a defensive team. Yeah, no, that was a great thing for him to say. He goes, like, look all the excitement for the offensive players. This is the defense's team until it's not. And they are elite. That cannot be forgotten. It was a very strange year last year that they got off to, because we had a lot of expectations going into last year. And the passivity of this defense early on in the year was strange. And then they, you know, got to that cranked up aggressive mode. And I think we saw it to a degree. I don't think we saw it even amped up all the way. Because you don't need to. It's Mac Jones. Dude sucks. Why would you have to? <laughs> um, but it, it certainly it certainly just came up with just big play after big play. And yeah, Cater Kohu, holy crap, what a debut. I mean, you want to talk about bursting onto the scene and taking advantage of an opportunity. We were talking about no Byron Jones. What are they going to do? Defensive death. Bring in Mackenzie Alexander. He's hurt now. No Igbenogany. Inactive again. Shocking. Oh, what's this undrafted rookie from some school in Texas you've never heard of? He And he's going to make huge play after huge play and make his impact felt all over the place. What a story he was today. Yeah, it really was. Um, man, like old school Madden hit stick that he, uh, that he yeah. put on the Patriots for the third takeaway. I think it was Jalen Phillips that jumped on the ball. Really, the Dolphins defense, like they came out, they set the tone. Getting that pick early was huge. And yeah, okay, well, you know, forget about the grabbing for a second. You mentioned it. The great ones grab. Okay, the so great let's grab, dude. Let's, let's settle down because I saw the reaction on Twitter, and apparently everybody in Boston was ready to come down here and fight the officials. Let's settle down. It's not like Devontae Parker deserves calls. Like all of a sudden, people want Devontae yeah. Parker to get calls like he's Calvin Johnson. Hey, hey, Xavier Howard gets the calls. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. I must have missed the memo where Devontae Parker had the better resume than Xavier Howard. I'm sorry about that. I didn't didn't realize that uh, oh, all of a sudden that's the first time in your life grow up dude that's the first time you've ever seen in your life that a great player gets a gets something a little bit leaned his way and by the way let's not act like the call wasn't made up for a little bit later on because it was very ticky tack when they call that illegal contact which by the way was out of nowhere what was that that was like almost fiestable canes-esque <laughs> with how late that was 
did you see Mac Jones, by the way, after the interception, oh. the very first interception, going around throwing a little temper tantrum on the sideline? Like if he's Tom Brady, like if Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady used to get hit, look at the official, throw up his hands, and they drop a flag down because it was Tom Brady. Hey, Mac, you're not Tom, okay? You're never going to be Tom, and you're never going to garner the respect that Tom garnered on the field. So settle down, take your helmet on, go sit down, and go watch Tua do work. Right. You know, you do, do yourself a favor. Do what you did in college and watch Tua play football. And that's how you should play football, McCorkle, okay? Would you try to make yourself cool with a name like Mac? That's not your name. You're McCorkle. That's what you're going to be until hereby after. When you beat the Dolphins, I'll talk about maybe doing your cute little nickname. Until then, keep flexing on the gram and showing everybody, hey, I have a bicep now, everybody. Well, it didn't really help you throw too far, did it there, McCorkle? Not too great. Not too great, dude. And I got to say, I was watching Solana this this post game in the locker room. I, I was watching this uh, Mike McDaniel speech. I, I nearly got tears. It was so beautiful. Like he gets the football and, and you could tell he's very, he's very hit with emotion, but he doesn't want to cry. Can't cry in front of all these people because otherwise right. Tom Kern will say he can't be a coach. Uh, but it, it, you could tell like, he, it just meant something to him. He loves everybody so much. There's such a build up. This is a man. There's something just very great about a man who gets to live his dream. And the fact that it's all gone good for him. This is a guy nobody else interviewed. An afterthought in the coaching tree. He's not one of these. He's not a Shanahan. He's not a. He's not a blue blood. He's not one of these guys. He's not a retread. He's not a former NFLer. And to see him be at this heightened level and everything that he put together this year result in a win. Man, that was really cool to see. And I love seeing uh, them douse him with the Gatorade and then him get the ball and then he and then he does the move where you all get the ball too. Ah, and then the equipment guy's like, damn it, I have to give balls to everybody. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh it's it's refreshing, right? To see a guy who who's embracing everything that's that's happening to him, but also, you know, just just being the player's coach where he wants to make sure everybody knows that it's not about him. Like this is not about him. It's about Tua finding Waddle. It's about the defense, three takeaways. Like as calm, as collected he was on the sideline today. Um, which was awesome, by the way. I know we're going to get into it. Mm. Um, like, he, he wants everybody to know, like, it's a team effort. It's, uh, it's not about him. I love it. I, I, I can't speak more about Mike McDaniel after the first game. It was a beautiful thing to see. If you guys haven't seen it yet, uh, go to the Miami Dolphins social media accounts and, uh, and check that out. It's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. And, by the way, chef's, chef's kiss when he says, Tua, where's Tua? You break us down. That 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 to me was like oh the creme de la creme for coach he goes QB the top the top captain vote getter he breaks us down and that's hey, how Cap. we do this the captain hey, yeah and let me go, I, I got a little I got a little uh, I got a little arithmetic problem for you there Solana uh, what happens when you add Tua plus Tua you get, get Fora and O <laughs> Fora and O against you Belichick baby you you fraud you bum Fora and O the hell out of here once you all go and uh, get happy endings up there at crafty's place he's so excited i gotta tell you he was so excited to get the hell out of there with mike tyson he goes tyson i got a place for you <laughs> they're all taking a trip up to jupiter 
<laughs> God, what I wouldn't give for that video to get out. What do you think? The, can, can I ask you something? <laughs> Where do you think the Robert Kraft video is at this day and age? Like, do you think it's like in an evidence locker somewhere? Do you think that the only copy is now in possession of the Crafts? Has it all been burned? Or does Jay Glazer have the only copy like Spygate? No, it's Bill Belichick. It's Bill Belichick has the only copy on like a PC because if Kraft ever thinks about firing him, no matter how bad it's going to get, if Kraft ever thinks about it, Bill will send a screenshot yep. of Kraft, you know, <laughs> on all doing, doing things. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll continue on. Porpoise Pod swims on after this. And uh, we'll get into what we saw from Mike McDaniel's offense. Porpoise Pod swimming on here. A week one victory over the New England Patriots. I love that all the Sully and Murphs are so sad right now. I hate that city. God, they are just the most obnoxious fan base. What was it like there, Solana? Did you see a lot of them there? Because there's usually a lot of Boston fans. Hey, let's credit Dolphins fans. There weren't that many uh, Boston really? fans today. Good. A lot of Bandwagon. a lot of number one jerseys today, Tobin, by the way. Like really? you know, you, you would always see you'd always see the twenty fives for Xavier Howard, obviously the thirteens and the ninety nines. I mean, I didn't see a number in the crowd today more than number one. It was insane. Tua, for all the hate that we see on the radio and all the divisiveness we see on social media, Tua's clearly the most worn jersey in that stadium easily, but oh, it's not even sure. close. It's not even close. It, I, I, for sure. Everybody I think who's really a Dolphin fan is rooting for him. Um, and we could certainly get into some things that he's got to work on, but ultimately like this team and him, they win. It's just like when people say, Oh, he's four and oh, it's he's like, it's not an individual accolade. We're four and oh against the Patriots, which is the leadership thing to say. And you know, Clearly a very concerted effort early on to get the ball to Tyreek Hill, which was right. fun. I like having Tyreek Hill on this team a lot because it really does feel, even though it didn't come today, any any play can break off for the big one. Like he's just – it's scary when he gets the football. It's scary yeah. when he gets the football. And there were some spots, some spots where like, okay, that could have gone for more or a couple drops or here and there. So – it wasn't like the most explosive game, but dude, like almost a hundred yards for his for, for his Dolphins debut, and we're like, yeah, it was all right. That was all right, Tyreek, but it wasn't up to wasn't up to 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 cheat a snuff. That says something about what a good player he is. Yeah, I love how eight receptions, ninety four yards. He had a twenty six yard pickup on that first drive from Dolph from the Dolphins, and we're all like, okay, uh, hey. A year ago, if anybody on our team would have had eight receptions for 92 yards, we would have been throwing a damn parade for oh, that amazing. receiver. Dude, so I um, I, I'm, I'm like, I, I obviously we wanted the touchdown, especially his quote from earlier in the week where he can't wait for that first touchdown in Aqua. I wanted the touchdown. It didn't come. You know, it'll come. It was a great debut from Tyreek Hill. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was really, really cool to see him and Tyreek Hill had the quote of the game for the play of the game, which was Mike McDaniel with his giant, giant grapefruits on fourth and seven at the end of the first half. Like, yeah, what's he going to do here? Right to Jalen Waddle. Tyreek Hill after the game says, quote, McDaniel's going to need a wheelbarrow for his nuts to carry them around, which is just like, I mean, come on, dude. He, I mean, get, that needs to be a T-shirt. Who's making that? Who's 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 printing that one up? 
We are. Yeah, we'll we're Porpoise Pod merch. We're stealing <laughs> your quote, Tyreek Hill. We're, we're taking Mike McDaniel, like the South Park meme, wheelbarrow, boom. Put McDaniel's nuts right there in the wheelbarrow because that dude has got – he's got some biggins. He got I, some I, biggins right there. Tua, we, I mean, Tobin, we got the first win of the McDaniel era. Tua improves to 4-0 against Belichick. And we got the best quote of the season in week one. Yep. I mean, you can't ask for a better week. You can't. It's so great. And, and and you know, for everybody who is sitting here and there's going to be people nitpicking, oh, you know, look what the Chiefs did without Tyreek. Are they going to miss Tyreek? I don't care. You know what? Do what you want to do there, Kansas City. You enjoy your third-rate receivers. I'm sure this is going to keep up because everybody knows what a vaunted defense the the, the Cardinals have. So please, you know, enjoy yourself, pat yourself on the ass, whatever it may take. Uh, but right down here in Dolphin Land, it's all it's all gravy, baby. It's all it's all good for me. Now, were there some things that scared me a little bit? Yeah, you know, I could do without Tua Tungavailoa, you know, nearly fumbling the ball uh, a couple of times in the last three drives. I don't know what that is with him. I don't know why he does this. I I don't understand why Tua Tungavailoa has this need to have every play be something. I just need him to just chill out a little bit. I wish almost somebody would be on the sidelines, give him a little shoulder rub, be like, it's okay, baby. You don't need to make every play a play. And he's just trying to make something out of nothing all the time, and it's nearly ending in disaster, and it's scaring me to holy hell there, Solana. You need DJ Khaled or Drake on the sideline rubbing yes, slow and Nick Nurse's uh, shoulders. Exactly. Um, Tobin, there's, there, I, I feel like Tua, and, and look, I'm not trying to criticize him because he really did have a really good game. He truly did. He threw for 270 yards, 22 of 33. He had the touchdown. His 104.4 passer rating improves to 4-0 against Bill Belichick. And by the way, this was his best career game in terms of passer rating and yards in those four games against a Belichick coach team, which is impressive enough. And I don't know if you mentioned it, but he joined John Elway, Hall of Famer, Woo! as the only quarterback to be undefeated 4-0 versus a Bill Belichick coach team. So the Dolphins are 1-0. Two is 4-0. Dolphins are 4-0 with him. So, like, everything's gravy, right? Like, we, we can't be nitpicking. But there's going to be situations where, you know, Tua needs to extend the play, and he needs to step up in the pocket, and he needs to try to, you know, uh, play through contact. When you're up two scores, probably not the right time, especially when half your offensive line is out, your left tackle's out, right. your right tackle's out your backup right tackle is banged up. Like he has to have a little bit better judgment on when to extend the plays and when to risk the fumble or the strip sack or, or, or the injury to extend the play. Week one, up two scores against the Patriots when the offense is moving kind of well, probably not the right situation. It's so funny because like people treat him like he's a game manager, like a Chad Pennington, you know, or somebody who's just a caretaker. And yet he does things that are very risky a lot of the times. And he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't quite have that savvy in him quite yet at certain points where he'll just, you know, he'll just make you nervous with some of the stuff. Like he should have had an interception today. And yeah, he very, very closely, he did have a fumble that got recovered and he nearly had a couple of more, but you know, this is still a guy who's still just going into his third year. There is still some growth that has to happen there, but all in all, like I'm not doing this thing that people want to do where it's like 
The Dolphins won, but Tua lost. The Dolphins win. They're 1-0. Tua, he is 0-1. I declare that not a good enough Tua game, but that was a good Dolphins win, but not a Tua win. It's like, I can't do that. I'm sorry. Look, the Dolphins won. Tua was good. Uh, was it the most dazzling quarterback performance I've ever seen in my life? No, obviously not. But were there things in this offense that excite me? Like, I don't know, yak up the wazoo? Chase Edmonds taking, like, plays that look dead? turning him into first-down runs, Mostert being fast as hell, Jalen Waddell being, like, the afterthought on the receiving core where, like, people are like, man, we got to keep an eye on Tyreek Hill. Oh, no, Jalen Waddell's gone! And it's like, that is the exciting part of it. It's, okay, we do have these elements where Tua Tungvaloa has to improve, but, man, you cannot say that this is not an offense that is just a much more packed arsenal and has so many dangerous weapons around it. If I would have told you coming into the game today, Tobin, Tua would have been 22 of 32 for 270 yards, a 42-yard touchdown at the end of the half to Jalen Waddell. He would connect with Tyreek Hill on a 26-yard pass. He'd have zero turnovers, and the Dolphins would win by whatever it was, 14 points, 13 points. You would have taken it, wouldn't you? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I got a, I got a stat here on Twitter from uh, Matt. Infante, who is the uh, he is the chief operating officer of Pro Football Network, and he said that Tua Tungavailoa today, when passing between ten and nineteen air yards, five of seven, hundred and six yards, and a touchdown passer rating of one hundred and fifty three point three. In twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, that passer rating was sixty nine point two in the area of that field. Nice. So, pretty good day for the old uh, noodle arm Tua Tungavailoa. Who everybody thinks is a bum. Nah, pretty good. You wanna you want some thoughts from Zonk, my favorite follow on Twitter? Absolutely. Great. Here's Larry Zonka, his wrap up of the game. Glad for the W and the points on the board. That looks good, but sounds like a sloppy day of football. Had to listen, couldn't watch, he says. Way too many mistakes. Hope they can tighten up moving forward. Hashtag N-E-V-M-I-A, hashtag fins up, hashtag NFL Twitter, hashtag NFL kickoff, hashtag NFL Sunday, hashtag head on, which is his new book, which is available in October. Yeah, uh, the amount of hashtags there certainly corresponds to his age, by the way. Like, the older you are on Twitter, his the more hashtags you use. Yeah, it's, it's either his age <laughs> or whatever publicist is tweeting for him is like, this will get it good. Like, <laughs> if, look, you got to keep it to like one hashtag, uh, one hashtag and a couple tags. Right. One, maybe two. If he's he's promoting his book, fine. But, it, it, you know, one hat fins up would have done it all. Um, it was Tobin. But to be fair, he didn't watch the game. And I wouldn't say it was the sloppiest game compared to some of the other games we saw today. But when you're looking at some of the scores around the NFL, like, Week one, it's going to be a slot fest, right? Like sometimes you have to grind out these games. And the Dolphins, despite winning by 13 points, did have to grind it out late in that game. We mentioned the the near turnovers that Tua had and the Dolphins defense having to create takeaways. Like you grind out victories. And and to me, that's, that shows, you know, signs of maturity from a young head coach, a disciplined football team already in McDaniel's first year. That to me, if anything, is a positive that you're able to go in and while Mike McDaniel dominating the sideline, cool as a cucumber, yep. figuring everything out, he's not hiding like Adam Gase, writing plays when the defense is on the field. Like 
he had it all figured out. He even mentioned that I think in the post game he said that uh, that he you know he's never felt so comfortable in 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 you know his life in the NFL, which to me is crazy. Like week one going against Bill Belichick, but like that to me shows signs of maturity already from a pretty young football team. Yeah, and for him, this was the he he snapped a streak. Bill Belichick had won five straight against rookie head coaches. His record overall, 47 and 16 versus rookie head coaches. So sorry, Bill, that one's over. (laughs) He's also the uh, first Dolphins coach since Nick Saban to win their coaching debut. 2005 was when that happened. Also, uh, somebody replied to Larry Zonk, who said, that sounds like something Coach Coach Shula would say, only you said it nicer. And Zonk replied to that, I can't write what Shula would say. (laughs) Which is good to know. All right. You know, listen, you know, I think that Mike McDaniel, hearing him afterwards, he goes, look, how do we win this? 3-0 in the turnover battle. 3-0. We're going to tighten our things up. We're going to get better. It's week one, dude. It's week one. And, you know, Bill Belichick could sit here and you could look in the mirror and say, well, it was only a couple plays. It wasn't a couple plays. All right. You weren't almost going to win that game. You, You got your ass kicked. Okay. The only thing that would have got you back in that game is if is if like Tua started handing you the football literally and said, "Ah, I feel bad for these guys. Let's give them another chance." You know, like you're like their little brother. Other than that, they're throttling. You know, it it really was. They 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 wiped the floor with them on defense. Did what they had to do on offense. Wasn't the prettiest offensive second half, but it really didn't need to be. Tobin, Mike McDaniel was trying to run up the score on Bill Belichick. I love it. Seriously, think about it. They could have taken a couple knees. They could have given it to Mostert to run it up late in the game. Just run it right up the middle. Choose some clock right before the two-minute warning. How about a first down? Two minutes and change left. Patriots only have one first down. Dolphins are in their red zone. And the obvious choice there is to run the ball. And yep. by the way, I have I clearly don't need a wheelbarrow. I, I need uh I just need one palm, somebody's palm, because I have no no nuts. Because I would have run the ball three times there and kicked the field goal and said the hell with it. Mike McDaniel, first and ten, does a play action bootleg rollout to Tua's left side, and Tua throws it across his body to Sherfield, trying to run up the damn score. It wasn't just a couple plays. You had the rookie head coach trying to embarrass you, Bill Belichick. Love it at Hard Rock Stadium. We'll, uh, we'll take a break here on the Porpoise Pod. When we come back, we'll pop some bottle noses and give our players of the game. Porpoise Pod swims on after this. Porpoise Pod continues here. Tobin and Solana reacted to a week one victory for your Miami Dolphins. Uh, we've been covering uh, what the offense did. Mike McDaniel, school and Bill Belichick. I, I cannot wait to listen to Boston Media today. I'm, I'm so excited to, to tune in. On, uh, on my Odyssey after WEI and hear what those jokers are saying up there. These losers, you know the, the move, right? It's not going to say – they're not going to say that the Dolphins played well or that Tua is, uh, you know, is finally looking like a different Tua with the new weapons. They won't credit Mike McDaniel. They're going to say the Patriots beat themselves. I, I'm looking forward to it. Good. Please do. Please do. I, 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 cannot, I cannot wait. I, I cannot wait to hear all the misery that's going to come out of that city. It delights me to no end. Uh, let's pop some bottle noses here, Solana. Uh, give me uh, some of your players of the game. Who are we popping bottle noses here on a on a week one victory? So you have to give. I- I'm going to pop some bottle noses for Cater uh, Kohu and yes. for Brandon Jones for, for for both of those guys because look, it, you know, we could do the Ogba, we could do the Christian Wilkins, we can do the the Javon Hollins, the the uh, the Xavier Howards, 
those guys are going to get their flowers this season. You know, okay. They're going to be in the VIP but, section plenty of times this year. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be on the the Dolphins, uh, the Dolphins elevator. You know how they always tweet it out That's after right. the game. But like Xavier Howard's going to be on that several times. But Cater Kohu, I mentioned it with the old school Madden hit stick causing the fumble. Jalen Phillips jumps on it. That was the Dolphins' third takeaway, and then the second touchdown of the game or excuse me, the first touchdown of the game, Brandon Jones getting to the quarterback. He had a monster game. Those are two guys, especially Cater, undrafted, rookie. Like somebody should have reminded him he's an undrafted rookie. They don't make big plays in the first game of the season like that. He stepped to the moment, and uh, it was it was unbelievable. That was really, really cool from him. He was, uh, I think, in a lot of ways, uh, one of the stories of the game for sure because, you know, for you to – be in this situation in a secondary that's star-studded. I mean, it, it really does have a lot of guys with a lot of credentials and you're this undrafted rookie from some small Texas school and to shine like that in multiple ways. What a, what a debut for Cater. That was really, really very, very impressive. Uh, I'm going to pop bottle noses for a couple of people here. I Again, I'm going to go a little more unsung as, uh, as, as in, in the realm of we know there'll be games where Tua and I'm sure Tyreek Hill and Jay the Wall get plenty, but I was impressed with the other Dolphins debut, Chase Edmonds. I like what yeah. I see from Chase Edmonds. You know, a lot of questions about who was going to be, you know, who's going to be the starting back. He very much clearly is the starting back. Not much of a running game today. Um, and I think one of the things we could say as a concern out of this was the offensive line and Teron Armstead was out at one point, but Austin Jackson hurt his ankle. Greg Little got hurt. Not great. You had to do a lot of reshuffling. You had to kick out Robert Hunt to guard at one point. Um, you know, some dicey snaps still, snap still from this Connor Williams. He likes to snap it high. You know, <laughs> he does. Get it, get it, aim it low there, Connor. I don't know what we got to do there, dude. But just, you know, whatever. Go see Brett Romberg. I don't know who we got to see to get your <laughs> snapping under control. But need, uh, need some tutelage there. But Chase Edmonds, to me, like had a couple of plays there where it just like it really seemed like nothing was there. And he turned it into something really, really productive. And I think you could see the explosiveness. Seems to have really good chemistry right off the bat from, from, with uh, with Tua, which is great. I think that Tua was dishing that ball out to a lot of different guys. Cedric Wilson and uh, Tyreek Hill obviously got a lot of receptions. Jalen Waddle, him and him always have chemistry. But there's a lot of dynamic weapons all around. As much as we talked about the tight end, that was an interesting thing today. We did not see a ton of Mike Gusecki out there today. Very yeah. noticeable. Uh, I think he had like one catch and for it was one catch yard. for one yard. And he probably, <laughs> and in that, and in that case, Tua probably should have found uh Tyree kill who was streaking willy nilly down the middle. Uh, and he did it. He ended up going to, to, to Mike Gusecki. That was one of those plays where like Tua definitely could have gotten more there. I don't know if he felt bad for Mike Gusecki. I don't know what was going on there, but he was very much an afterthought. Durham Smythe had a catch, nearly fumbled it. Um, so the tight ends, not great today. Yeah, by, by the way, if there's anything worse than zero catches, it's one catch for one yard. Oh, man, by far. <laughs> right? By far. It's the, it's the only thing worse than zero catches, one catch for one yard. And you mentioned Derb Smythe fumbling. I think he fumbled out of bounds. There was like three or four times I, yeah, today. Like I noticed that. Randomly. Yeah, that was very weird. Very yeah, where, weird. The Dolphins, where the Dolphins fumbled out of bounds. I know a lot of people are going to point to the running game, and I agree, by the way, the running game has to be better. I think they ended with uh, 67 total yards, if I have that correct, but it was something like that. Um, but what bothered me really most was that last year and the year before, we saw the Dolphins struggle. And I think we're going to talk about this more on Tuesday on our next episode, but the Dolphins struggled to get those third and ones, the third and twos. 
and they did so again today. Like, I'm, I'm glad there was no uh, no Jacoby Brissett to trot out there on third and one or fourth and one. Uh, and, and the Dolphins seemed to figure it out every time they had a fourth down play. But if you're going to be one of these football teams that really contends for whether it's the AFC East or a playoff spot for a wild card berth, you have to convert those short gains. And the Dolphins, again, today struggled. But to your point, like Chase Edmonds, every time the Dolphins needed some sort of big play, it seemed like he was there in the backfield making a big play from Tua. Wasn't on the ground. It was in the passing game. And that's huge. And uh, and I, I love that. And and how about let's pop some bottle noses. We didn't even mention it. Jalen Waddle, play of the game. No doubt oh, about it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, he – and that's – I think that's the thing that he's going to love about it is because – there's a lot of double teaming of Tyreek Hill. A lot of people were, were scared yep. of Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle, he's running there willy-nilly. He goes, wee! Just running there. Nobody there to see me. So that was great for him. Uh, oh, dude, we got to talk about our boy. The guy who is uh, the unsung of the defensive line, your boy, Zach Sealer. This man, he is a monster in the middle. Like, if you if you are trying to run against Zach Sealer, you are running against a brick wall. This is not going to go. This is not going to turn well for you. Nobody gets by Zach Sealer. Nobody. Nobody. I, I don't care who you are. Nobody got by Zach Sealer today, and uh, he he definitely deserves a couple bottle noses pop for him today. I, agree. I, I don't know. I don't know how many we have left. I don't know how many bottles we uh, we bought today, but he he deserves a couple pop for him. Zach Sealer was awesome. He is uh, he's a hell of a story. Definitely goes unsung in the star-studded offense. Out my blowhole of the game, new segment, blowhole of the game. Adam Archuleta, <laughs> dude, you gotta have more fun. Like, you are a real, I know you were sitting and you were listening to Jimmy and Joe today, Solana. Let me tell you about this Adam Archuleta. What a curmudgeon. I mean, he was just raining on the parade the entire time. He goes, Well, I mean, they are up 20 to seven, but what, Greg, what do you think we've really learned about Tua here today? I'm like, Hey, guy, why don't you talk about your little boy wonder there, Mac Jones, McCorkle, because he's pooping the bed left and right. I don't hear a peep at all he's doing. He's blaming coordinators and lack of talent and all these excuses that I, that Tua never got. Archuleta's out here. He's throwing life rafts out to McCorkle. Incredible. What a, what, a, what a jerk you are, Archuleta. I hate not watching the TV broadcast because I miss things like that. Like, you know, Adam Archuleta. We, we really – the Dolphins, for being one of the more exciting teams – they kind of got screwed on the uh, on the CBS broadcast this oh, week, man. right? With the Archuletas of the world. Yeah, because um, they wanted to, you know, I think they were probably where they were. They had number one team was in Kansas. Oh, no, they were in Arizona for Kansas City, Arizona. I heard Romo because right. I heard, oh, Jim. Heard him in the background today. Um, I don't know who was on the Baker Mayfield uh, Bowl. I, I think that probably would have been their number two team, but. No more of this Archuleta. I'm sick of him. By the way, CBS, wake up. Wake up. The Dolphins are one of the best and most exciting teams in the league right now. Really one of the more exciting teams. And you have Mike McDaniel strutting down the sideline, rocking his Air Force Ones, clean as ever. You have Tyreek Hill giving you the quote of the year right after the game. Enough with the Adam Archuletas of the world. Hey, give us Romo. All right? Give us Romo. We're exciting. We're new. We're fun. We're young. Give us Romo. Enough with the Archuletas. What do you think of the odds that somebody shows up to the next Dolphins game at home with a wheelbarrow with giant uh, nuts? 100%. It's definitely happening, right? Now, I don't know if they're going to be able to get it in the stadium, but that's definitely going to be the tailgate. 
Well, I, I maybe I'll do it. Maybe you, I'll do you it know what? In the broadcast get, Yeah, you got connection security. Who's yeah. going to stop you? I'm looking next week. Okay, so CBS, they have New York versus Cleveland. That ain't getting Romo. Uh, New England-Pittsburgh. I could get Romo. They love those two franchises. Indy Jacksonville. Indianapolis tied today. They're not getting them. Jacksonville. Come on, bro. I mean, like, what? Uh, <laughs> Cincinnati-Dallas. Oh, Romo's definitely going to go there. Fight's over. Any chance yeah. he gets to go to Dallas, it's going to go there. Yeah. Houston-Denver. Arizona-Vegas is decent. But there's a chance. I mean, Dolphins versus Ravens next week is definitely a feature game of the 1 o'clock slate. I think it's probably... Probably the best game for sure. Maybe the only other one that's comparable is Saints Bucks in the mm. one o'clock slate. I mean, but Lamar Jackson is definitely one of the stories of the year. And then you have Tua. He's obviously a big deal. There's ties there with, you know, Lamar Jackson liking the Tua picture. I feel like if you're CBS, you said Romo there. We'll find out if uh, if the CBS producers are paying attention to Lamar Jackson's Twitter likes. That's what right. we're going to find out. Um, and by the way, the Saints missed me with all that. They needed a, a a field goal to beat the Falcons today. And 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 this Jameis Winston throwing throwing a bomb late in the game. It it, it was a joke. It was a total joke. The the, the <laughs> Saints. Um, but but Tobin, looking at next week, like it's gonna be a fun game because yeah, I I don't know if you saw some of these highlights from the uh, from the the Ravens Jets game. The Ravens ended up winning twenty four to nine, but. Lamar looks good. He's betting looks on himself. Good. Looks good, dude. I mean, like, uh, I, he is, I, I don't get it. I Like, I, I get the past days of people being scared of running quarterbacks, but, like, he is not a guy who can't throw the football. And I think that the thing that scares people is, uh, like, the athleticism is going to go away a teeny bit. And then what will he be if you take a higher way of that? And then the throwing, will he, I guess, vault? I don't know. But for me, like he is not this uh, this this one trick pony, and I don't know what the hell the Ravens are doing. It's it's a really interesting thing, and I know a lot of people love him down here because he's from South Florida. And look, there's honestly a lot of people who would love to see him as Dolphins quarterback if that opportunity were to ever come. But he uh, he looked good, but also it's against the Jets. I mean, you know. it's against the Jets. Did you see, by the way, how many passes Joe Flacco threw in this game? No, why would I look at Joe Flacco stats? How many did he throw? <laughs> He threw 59 passes today oh against uh, – he. Uh, for context, Lamar Jackson was 17 of 30. Joe Flacco was 37 of 59 for 307 Jesus. yards. Fireman Ed must have been miserable. I mean, this Fireman Ed must have – he must have left in the third quarter. Well, he did quit the team one time. You remember that? That was the thing. Fireman Ed, uh, he <laughs> quit on the Jets. Well, everybody he was else back today, has. though. I saw a clip of him. He was Did back you? today. Oh. Yeah, what a phony. What a phony. Uh, that's our Porpoise Pod, everybody. We will bring it back to you later on in the week, getting you ready for Dolphins and Ravens. Until then, swim on. Let me find my wheelbarrow.